All right, I've got like a 15 minute window, so I'm gonna knock out this episode. Neuroscientists show what fasting does to your brain and why Big Pharma won't study it. Uh, below, I'm gonna post a link to this on the uh, actual uh, on the actual podcast. And then if I try to remember, I'll try to remember. I'll get it all on Facebook and stuff, so you guys can read this post as well. The uh, the article. Uh, below is a TED Talk given by Mark Matson, the current chief of the Laboratory of Neuroscience at the National Institute of Aging. Uh, he's also a professor of neuroscience at Johns Hopkins University and one of the foremost researchers of cellular and molecular mechanisms underlying multiple neurodegenerative, neurodegenerative degenerative disorders like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. I put a timer on myself and now I'm trying to rush. Well, let's slow it down a little. I'd like to address the big pharma issue. First, uh, there haven't been, uh, there have been countless examples of research manipulation at the hands of pharmaceutical companies in the recent years. This is why Harvard professor of medicine, Arnold Seymour Roman, um, told the world that the medical profession has been bought out by the pharmaceutical industry. It's why Dr. Richard Horton, editor in chief of The Lancet recently started, um, sorry, my fucking head keeps dropping down and covering the sentence on me. Dr. Horton, editor-in-chief of The Lancet, recently stated that much of the scientific literature published today is false. That's um, why Dr. Marcia Angel, from former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, said that the pharmaceutical industry likes to depict itself as, research, as a research-based industry, uh, as the source of innovative drugs, uh, but nothing could be further from the truth. And it's why uh, John's Whoa, Leonidas? I mean, Loanus, Loanidas, Loanidas. Okay, okay, Loanidas. And it's why John Loanidas, an epidemiologist at the Stanford University School of Medicine, published the article Why Most Published Research Findings Are False, uh, which subsequently, subsequently became the most widely accessed article in the history of public library, of the public library of science. Fuck me. Um, also, this whole thing is about intermittent fasting, this, this podcast, by the way. Um, my wife, she said you should do a disclaimer on it and let people know that if they have eating disorders such as like um, bulimia, uh, things like that, that, um, that, that, fast, that doing the intermittent fasting um, could actually become a health risk for you because it be, could become part of a cycle, um, which wouldn't be healthy um, because then you're going throwing food in your body in mass amounts, and then you're just evacuating it as quickly as you can. Um, and then adding the fasting to the cycle, apparently, uh, apparently that doesn't do any good to the situation. So she said, hey, you should throw a little disclaimer in there. So um, eating disorders such as bulimia uh, and, and bad cycles like that, unhealthy cycles that need to be addressed, um, 100% bring bring it up with your doctor before you ever consider doing this. I'm not a medical professional. I'm just reading articles. I'm an idiot. If you can't tell by what's already going on, and if you're hanging on every word I'm saying, uh, I mean, good on you. But, you know, I, I'm just reading what's in front of me. Why is it that the normal diet is three meals a day plus snacks? Uh, it isn't that. It's the healthiest eating pattern. Now, it's my opinion, but I think that there's a lot of evidence to support that. There's a lot of pressure to have that eating pattern. There's a lot of money involved in the food industry. Uh, are they going to make money from skipping breakfast like I did today? Nope, they're going to lose money. 
Um, you know, guys, categorizing food, too. Think about that shit for a minute. Why do you have food categorized for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? The idea is you need to get nutrients into your system. You could get eggs and bacon into your system at any time. Why are there designated foods for that shit? No, I mean, that's a, a societal norm. How long has that been going on? Hmm. Interesting things to think about. Just get the nutrients in your system. That's all food was meant for anyways, fueling the body to continue on. The amount of eating that we do as people is disgusting. Um, when my father and I, when we were at my uncle's funeral, um, the person at the, the, what do you call the people that work at the funeral homes? Whatever those people are, they, uh, they told my dad, they said, they only have to use half the embalming fluid because the foods we eat are so processed that we're pretty much embalming ourselves now. So just give some thought to what the fuck you're putting in your body. Think about it for a minute. Fucking think about it for a minute. I just burped into the microphone. Eat it. Um, but think about it for a second. If you're going to the freezer section and you're buying the, you know, a, a processed lasagna, something that's frozen, easy, throw it in the oven for an hour and a half, call it good, dinner's made, smells nice, tastes good, it's a super flavor. What can go wrong? A lot of shit in that food to make it last that long. Yeah, I get you're freezing it, this and that. Um, also, the tie between the fact that it's got the the tin lid, the, the little tin that you can fold up to cook it with, they're show you know they're linking using um, foil uh, and it getting into your food uh, to early Alzheimer's as well. So, if you think about it, don't directly cook your food uh, on tin foil. Use some wax paper in between. So you know. Lay the tinfoil, wax paper, then your food. Um, that's something to kind of be cognizant of. Do a little research. Um, so no, they're not going to make money by you skipping breakfast. No, they're going to lose money. If people fast, the food industry loses money. What about the pharmaceutical industries? What if people do some intermittent fasting, exercise periodically, and are very healthy? Is, uh, is the pharmaceutical industry going to make any money on healthy people? Hmm. Mark and his team have published several papers that discuss how fasting twice a week could significantly, significantly lower your risk of developing Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. Dietary changes have been long known to have an effect on the brain. Children who suffer from epileptic seizures have fewer of them when placed on, a caloric, on caloric restrictions or fasts. Um, it's believed that fasting helps kickstart protective measures uh, that help concentrate the overexcited signals that epileptic brains often exhibit. Some children with epilepsy have also benefited from the specific high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet. Uh, normal brains, when uh, overfed, can experience another kind of uncontrolled excitation, uh, impairing the brain's function. Matson and another researcher uh, reported in January... Uh, in the journal uh, Nature Reviews, neuroscience source, uh, basically when you take a look at the caloric restriction studies, many of them show a prolonged lifespan as well as an increased ability to fight chronic disease. That's another thing, man. Y'all fucking sick all the time. Can't get over stuff. Your nose is stuffed all the time. Shit. Cut the sugars out, dickhead. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, if you are constantly feeling like shit as a person and you are constantly sucking down sugar all the time and you can't figure out what the fuck is going on with you or why 
you know, you're having these issues with your body and you're not what you used to be. Well, that's because you're eating shit. You're, you're, you're putting, you know, gas in a diesel truck. Think about it. You just put a little more time and effort into your diet. Might save a goddamn life or not, you know, or live it up, eat that shit and go out at 40, 45, 50, whatever. It's you. I don't mean to say whatever, but like, you got to give it some attention or you're going to get sick and you've, you know, I can't do it for you, but it's kind of your responsibility. If you want to stay healthy and, and you want to do things with your life, then you're going to have to make sure that you're doing the right shit, which is exercising and eating right. Um, yeah, there are successful people that do not do that. I, I totally get that, but you will find that there are a metric fuck ton of successful people that get up, eat right and exercise daily. And then they get into their work habits. And most of those people are doing the kind of work that aren't the nine to five bullshit that the, most, the rest of us have done or have to do. They do something that gets them out of bed in the morning. If you can find that for yourself, wouldn't that be nice paired with a good exercise and diet? I think pretty good recipe for success there, especially if you surround yourself with the right people. Don't eat all the processed shitty foods and all the sugars. Uh, all right, so you read that basically when you're taking the fight, you get a chronic disease. Okay, according to a review of fasting literature conducted in 2003, uh, calorie restric- restriction CR extends uh, lifespan and retards age related chronic diseases in a variety of uh, species, including rats, mice, fish, flies, and worms. Oh, even yeast. The mechanisms or mechanisms through which this occurs is unclear. Uh, they work presented below, however, is now showing some of these mechanisms were previously. Un- Let's see, fasting does good things to the brain, uh, and this is evident by all the beneficial neurochemical changes that happen in the brain when we fast. It improves cognitive function, stress resistance, increases neurotropic factors, and Reduces inflammation. Hey, look at that. Reduce inflammation by eating less. You only needed to eat to fuel your body. Now we just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat all the time because it's a fucking habit and people make millions off of our fucking shit habits. Dude, think about it. I sound like a, I sound like a conspiracy theorist. I swear to God I'm not. I just try to be fucking somewhat cognizant of the world around me. That's all. <laughs> Fasting is a challenge to your brain, and your brain responds to that challenge by adapting stress uh, response pathways that help your brain cope with stress and disease risk. Uh, the same changes that occur in your brain during fasting mimic the changes that occur with regular exercise. Both increase the production of protein in the brain, neurotropic factors, which in turn promotes the growth of neurons, the connection between neurons, and strength of synapses. As he explains in the video, challenges to your brain, whether it's intermittent fasting or vigorous exercise, is cognitive challenges. Uh, when this happens, neurocritics are, I'm sorry, neurocircuits are activated, levels of neurotropic factors increase and promotes the growth of neurons and the formation and strengthening of synapses. Uh, fasting can also stimulate the production of new nerve cells from stem cells in the hippocampus. 
He also mentions uh, how fasting stimulates the, producta- the production of ketones, uh, an energy source of neurons, um, and how it may also increase the number of mitochondria in neurons. So I know people that measure their ketones when they eat, and I'm going to tell you, those dudes are fucking huge. Uh, my buddy Cameron just started counting his ketones and working out, and that dude is a fucking monster now. And I, you know, I'll tell you, he had a, a physical journey, man. I might even have him on here, come to think of it. Because he wasn't always in great shape. I, I knew him when I first met him. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't in great shape. And now, I'm going to tell you this. I did hand-to-hand combatives with him one time. And I'm real happy I did it before he got huge. Because that dude would have fucking turned me into a pretzel and threw me out in the woods. Uh, fasting also increases the number of mitochondria and nerve cells. Um, since neuron adapt, uh, neurons adapt to the stress of fasting by producing more mitochondria. Uh, By increasing the number of mitochondria in the neurons, the ability for neurons to form and maintain the connections between each other also increases, thereby improving learning and memory ability. So fucking look at that shit. You're regenerating your brain cells. You're going to improve your ability to learn and retain added benefit to intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting enhances the ability of nerve cells to repair DNA. He also goes into the evolutionary aspect of the theory explaining how our ancestors adapted and were built going on long periods of time without food. Going on long periods of time without food. Guys, that's how our body is made. You'll see it in the animal kingdom all the time. That's how we are supposed to be, but we don't do that. We eat from sun up till sundown, and then we refill that shit in a couple days and we do it the fuck all over again. That's a societal norm now. It's time to call that norm out on its bullshit and realize it's fucking killing people. A study published in June 2005, I'm sorry, June 5th, issues stem cells. This is a 2018 article, by the way, I think, Um, or 19. A study published in the June, June 5 issue of stem cell, cell by research. Oh, there you go. Cell stem cell by researchers from the University of Southern California showed that cycles of prolonged fasting protect against immune system damage and, moreover, induce immune system regeneration. They conclude that fasting shifts stem cells from a dormant state to a state of self-renewal, triggering stem cells based on regeneration of an organ or system source. Hey, kind of like a starfish. Human clinical trials were conducted using patients who were receiving chemotherapy. For long periods of time, patients did not eat, which significantly lowered their white blood cell counts. In mice, fasting cycles flipped the regenerative switch, uh, changing... Oh, there you go. I had a... What am I repairing? Adobe Creative Cloud. Go away. I'll repair you later. Changing the signaling pathways of the hematoma hematopic ooh stem cell that's a tough one that's a big word hematopiotic hematopiotic ah, there we go changing the signaling pathways for hematopiotic stem cells which are responsible for generation of blood and immune systems this means that fasting kills off old damaged immune cells 
And when the body rebounds, it uses stem cells to create brand new, completely healthy cells. Hey guys, also a good way to fight off shitty cancer cells before they get there. Um, there's a whole, you know, as a matter of fact, I'll even do a second fucking intermittent study. Uh, I'll go through my journals here and I will find uh, how intermittent fasting affects uh, those, those negative cells because that, that, that could be a huge turnaround for a lot of people uh, is getting you know, regeneration, renewal, start over, start fresh. It's the new you. This means that fasting kills off all damaged immune cells. And again, blah, blah, blah. The body rebounds stem cells, brand new, completely healthy cells. Uh, we could not predict the prolonged fasting would have such a remarkable effect in promoting stem cell-based regeneration of the hetopoietic system. Wow, hetopoietic system. Jesus. When you starve the system, uh, the system tries to save energy. And one of the things it can do to save energy is to recycle a lot of the immune cells that are not needed, especially those that may be damaged. What are we noticing in both of our human work and our animal work is that white blood cell count goes down with prolonged fasting. And then when you refeed, the blood cells come back. That's a Walter Longo corresponding author. All right. Well, hey, guys. So a little, uh, little insight, uh, choppy ass insight, sorry. Um, about neuroscientists show why, what fasting does to your brain and why big pharma won't study it. You know, one thing I thought was pretty interesting about that is, um, and I'm going to do a little more in-depth research on this article as a whole, because it, it brings out a lot of really interesting facts. Uh, but which one was it? It's that this, um, which part was it that, uh, there we go. Where's the start of this sentence? And it's John Loanides. Did I say that right? Loanides? Loanides? An epidemiologist at the Stanford University School of Medicine published an article titled, Why Most... Oh, look at this. It gives me a highlight, which means I bet you I can go to it here. And now I am on the PLOS Medicine, the most visited. Wow. Why most published research findings are false. Hey, guys, I'm going to fucking read this since apparently the scientists around the world agree that this is needs to be read the absolute fucking most. So in the next episode, I'm going to read why most published research findings are false. Other than that, listen, thanks for checking in. We're the Warrior Workout Network. I'm your host, Drew. Um, go to www.warriorworkoutnetwork.org to find out how you can get involved and help out in your community with the local veterans. Help get their health back into gear. Let's strengthen that community again. Also, uh, when you go to our website, you're going to see some really cool stuff, some hot sauce uh, made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce. $1 from every bottle goes to militaryfamilies.org. Uh, that goes to the families of fallen soldiers. So we love to give to that, uh, to that organization. They, Jordan, the Bears, they love to give to that organization. And you know what? We're going to go ahead and support that mission all the way through. Uh, you're also going to see that we have a local coffee here every other Friday. The next one is this coming Friday, the 17th. Uh, if you're in the Shenandoah Valley, come on down and have some coffee. We're going to talk about some local things that we're doing in the area. Uh, you know, one thing I haven't talked about, um, 
is that last month we uh, we went and had a meeting with Home Depot and Team Depot, one of their outreach programs, is going to partner with us once we find a veteran in our community. Uh, and we're going to help build an in-home gym uh, workout station for them. We're going to get them what they need to help get them back to where they're going. And so right now we're on the active search looking for a veteran that needs this. So if you know of anyone, veterans, that would be open-minded enough and willing to try this out. Um, now there are some stipulations. They do have to own their home uh, because we've got to be able to do some construction inside the house. And, you know, we can't do that on rental properties. Um, yeah, so lots of shit going on, guys. We've got the test shoots going in March at Fort Campbell. Then we have some local veteran outreach. That's what the coffee's for. We're trying to get some, uh, some funding to do some local, some fun stuff. Um, go-karts, golf, batting cages, driving range contest, fun stuff, man. Just stuff to get people out having a good time. Come out to the coffee in Middletown. We'll talk about it and we'll put this plan together. I want to hear what people have to say because I know that people will get involved in this and they're going to like the idea. All right. Hey, other than that, guys, I got to get running. Um, again, go to www.warriorworkoutnetwork.org to check us out and we will catch you all later.